Hey, gang, we have some exciting news to tell you about. Available now. Hold on to your hat. Get that hat held on. Hold, hold, yeah. It's going to fly off if your head. If you have hats. a Stetson, it's, it, it, two hands. If a Stetson. <laughs> hats, bonnets, helmets, whatever you got on your head. <laughs> Plug your earbuds into your ears. Make sure they don't go flying out. Available now in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and the Amazon Store. Our latest DVD commentary. Our syncable DVD commentary on the film Star Trek Nemesis, Trekmentary Nemesis. Available for sale. This is crazy news because we recorded it so fucking long ago. And it's about Star Trek. And it's about Star Trek. And it is about, it is, listen, there's a lot of Star Trek going on in this thing. It, I, I don't want to exclude people, but I'm very tempted to say for Star Trek fans only. Because we really nerd out on this commentary. It's myself, it's Eric, it's Steve, and we are trekking till the cows come home. But it is, it's the final Star Trek The Next Generation film. It's wretched. It's from 2002. Uh, you got Bane in there being terrible. Tom Hardy. Nosferatu. I mean, Ron Perlman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Ron Perlman, who just looks like a big old Nosferatu <laughs> bat monster in that movie. So, you know, what, people search Trekmentary Nemesis. Yes, Trekmentary Nemesis. But it's also under the artist name We Hate Movies. So right. either way, you'll iTunes, be able to find Amazon, it. Amazon, Google. Amazon, Google. That's like a Jim Belushi saying, oh, it's in that Google store. I'll listen to this. For once, they're not making fun of me. They're making fun of that stupid Star Trek. I like to Google myself until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> Google Play, why didn't you just my blues album? Why isn't it on there? Ready to go. Man, if I ran Google Play, I wouldn't play his fucking blues album. But we have to. But they should if Return of the Bruno's on there by Bruce Willis. <laughs> Oh, great, great album, great artist. Oh, okay, actor, okay, actor. Yeah, just an okay actor. Okay, I'm, kind of, actor. I'm kind of a Bruce Willis fan for the music. Well, because now I kind of wish because you see these Google Play ads all the time, and there's you know Beck and Danny Brown are on them, and I would just love one fucking Jim Belushi's dumb fucking face on it. <laughs> it's a suitcase full of blues. No, I think that was uh, that was an actual Blues Brothers album. Oh, anyway, so the Star Trek commentary that we put out. Uh, so the deal is, if you're not familiar with these, uh, you know, you download the MP3 uh, and then you start playing it, and we uh, give you instructions as to how to sync it up to the DVD. Yeah, we hold your hand, tell you tell you when to to, to you know. Yeah, the, hit, it, hit it. Let loose. It's to, to hit it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then for two hours, we just make fun of a wretched movie. So it's like watching a movie with us. It's uh, it's obnoxious and loud and. Piggish and all sorts of great stuff. Oh, a lot big of, on the piggish. A lot of bad Patrick Stewart impressions going around. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of us coming to Michael Dorn's defense for getting totally shafted at the end of this franchise's run. So anyway, Trekmentary Nemesis, available now. iTunes, Amazon Store, and Google Play. And if you did not take your hat off, we cannot reimburse you. Sorry. Yeah, sorry you lost that hat, it's but this over. was some big news. Yeah. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you are new to the program, welcome to the first week of a double-week Memorial Day celebration. 
I think we, we really got to qualify what we're doing here. Today sure. we were talking about Hot Dog the Movie from 1984. It's directed by a fellow named Peter Markle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and next week, we'll just get it out of the way. We yeah, usually do hints. Know. But, you know, it's it's Memorial Celebrated. Day. A lot of people are going to be doing barbecues. So we thought Hot Dog... And Hamburger. So yes. Hot Dog the Movie this week. Hamburger the Motion Picture next week. Hamburger the Motion Picture, you guys. Directed by the guy who wrote Hot Dog the Movie. <laughs> Coincidence? I don't think so. Case for blaming on Outer Space? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we will definitely get to the bottom of My- <laughs> Michael Barbecue <laughs> in the not-too-distant future. So first, we are here today. We're talking about Hot Dog the Movie. This is a ski comedy from the 80s, so it's warm in my heart already. It's also, of course, because it's the 80s, we're skiing. It's a boob comedy. But oh, yeah. all, this movie, this Hot Dog the Motion, or Hot Dog the Motion Picture, Hot Dog the Movie, excuse yes, please. me. Yes. Let me get that right. Hot Dog the Movie may also be called Hot Dog, the kind of softcore pornography. Oh, mm. it's a, so, I, and I don't know why you didn't just, man, the director, I don't know why he just didn't get in on the ground floor of softcore pornography. 1980, this is 1984, yes? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right when it's in the swing. You could have gone in on the ground floor of Red Shoe Diaries. You really, he really could have built something from the ground up here. Instead, you release it as a ski comedy. I mean, it, we're saying it's a softcore por- porno because, I mean, there are just... S- Whereas most 80s boob comedies, there's just some sexual hijinks. There's flat out like bacchanal going on in this movie, man. It gets really gross. Much soft lighting. Like, (laughs) ugh. And I just want to say for this Memorial Day thing, this movie's called Hot Dog the Movie. Guess what's not in it? A hot dog. There's not one goddamn hot dog. Does does anyone say hot dog? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is like we're showing off on the slope, so you're hot dogging. Oh, okay. That's what it is. I was just asking, like, is this a boner reference? No, it's just we're we're we boning out here? No, I wish we were boning out, dude. (laughs) Give me give me a dick or give me somebody eating a hot dog. I got none of it. I just got people doing tricks on the slopes. And it's not like this movie was like beyond like having some prank where they like fill some nerds dormitory with hot old hot dogs or something. Oh, shit. yeah. Like, they could have done something like this. A hot dog eating contest. There you go. Oh, that yeah. could have been Come the on. denouement of this whole thing. <laughs> Someone gets murdered with a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Anything like Ghost that. Ghostface comes out with a hot dog and shoves <laughs> so, it down somebody's throat until they choke. Just choking on a hot killer? dog. Ghost, well, yeah, Ghostface Killer could also be in it. He could be like <laughs> 10 know. years old. Yeah, he'd probably be 12, 84. Yeah, maybe like 12. Or it's like joysticks and someone goes to serve someone else a hot dog and it gets stuck in a babe's cleavage. Yeah. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah, that was very common. <laughs> that was a huge epidemic in the 80s. <laughs> hot dogs getting lodged in bosom. That's when people really loved hot dogs, too. It's gross, though. It's kind of, we've kind of turned the corner yeah, on hot dogs, I mean, maybe. Like, I guess now it's more like, like artisanal sausages and oils of such things. And, oh, you're back to the soft core again. Yeah, the, well, that's where my mind goes with this. <laughs> You're talking about softcore pornography. Yeah. Eric and I are trying to talk about delicious salty meat treats. I, well, I'm I'm going to be <laughs> staunch on this. This is, uh, to me, this is more in the camp of softcore pornography. You you did bring up a point before we started recording. It doesn't include any thrusting. There's no thrusting, which I I feel disqualifies it from being a softcore porn. But the, that's the one thing. We're just rolling around on a lot of gross waterbeds in a lot of grosser motel rooms. There's, with, some, there's some hot tubs. You and know? a lot of gross looking images in oh, general. 
Let me tell you about that hot tub. You want to talk about a ringworm epidemic? Get get down to fucking in this lady's hot tub in Shannon Tate's hot tub. Or Shannon Tate, my goodness, Shannon Tweed. <laughs> Shannon Tate was yeah, nowhere yeah, Shannon near Tate was not near that tub. hot tub. No, she didn't live to see Hot Dog the movie, unfortunately. What a flub, Andrew. I'm, you're saying ringworm. I'm thinking, like, at, at one shot, you could have seen, like, the Ebola monkey just wandering around this hot tub. That's and where that's Ebola how it starts. Started. Dustin Hoffman runs it. I found it. It's patient zero. And, like, it's hey, coming out of the hot tub. Morgan Freeman blamed it all on, like, Africa and the jungles wait, and, like, wait, all that. Are we but... talking about AIDS right now? No, we're talking about the movie Ebola. Outbreak. No, I know that, but are you talking about that this hot this hot tub and hot dog was No, it's it... not ground zero for the AIDS virus. <laughs> it's ground zero for the Ebola virus. There's oh, a difference. Okay, no. <laughs> I thought we were getting into some dicey territory and I was I was concerned. No, no, no. Oh, don't no, worry. No, no. Let me let me assure you we were just talking about well, Ebola I know, monkeys coming out of this hot tub. I know it was invented in the 80s by the Reagan administration. That's what I've heard. Yes, yeah. that's, I mean, and talk about a case for blaming on outer space. In a laboratory. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so this movie starts with a lot of amazing ski footage. Yeah. And for the entire movie, except for one big flub in the end ski scene, this is like flawless ski footage. Like yeah. really great ski footage. But there's one scene where they're like filming someone going down the slope and you see the cameraman ski like come into frame. That's like the ski movie version of a boom mic flood. <laughs> like if you see the cameraman ski slide into the shot, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. cameraman, there yeah. he is. And and during all these spectacular ski footage, you know, yeah. you've yeah. got some of the best music I ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's awesome. Take a listen to some of this music. I mean, if if that's oh, not no. screaming the 1980s yeah. at the top of the hill. Oh, oh, you get jazzed. You get jazzed real fast. One one thing I will say that I was a little disappointed. Uh, there is a almost in like a three minute sequence to Mitch Ryder's cover of Prince's "When You Were Mine." I was hoping for the original. Yeah, you're not paying Warner Brothers Records to get that original cut. I don't need Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wills to fucking send me on to the skiing, you know, heavens. Well, then there was also in the big party scene of the film, they're also doing Hungry Like the Wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's straight Duran Duran. Yeah, that's... But it's a weird, like, remix version, Is it? though. Well, because they, they, you hear a lot of the instrumental track and then... Finally, yes. hungry like a wolf. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is like the the uh, the club remix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, because it, the instrumental lasts for so long. I was like, man, they couldn't even pay for the goddamn Duran Duran track. Like, we're just hearing just this instrumental version just go and go and go for like three minutes, well, and then all of a sudden you start hearing the vocals pop in, and it's not even like at the beginning of the vocals of the song. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it starts it's with... the chorus. It starts with the chorus. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what is going on here? So, I don't know. Some weird, like, B-side remix of or, Hungry Like the yeah, Wolf. Yeah, they, maybe they tinkered around with it too much, you know? These, and, these zealous editors. <laughs> and speaking of music, mm-hmm. the uh, lead of this movie... Uh-huh. 
fashions himself a musician as well. Excuse oh, me? He thinks he's the next John Denver, didn't you hear? Well, no, his no. brother tells him he's the next John Denver. Or he's as good as John Denver. Patrick uh, How- Hauser? Hauser is Hauser, the actor. Is yeah. So he's a famous musician now. No, 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 no. In the movie. Oh, right. The movie. Oh, yeah. Hot, <laughs> hot Dog the movie. You're right. Yeah. yeah hot Dog the movie. Yeah. He's, he's a terrible mu- musician. Yeah. Awful. He stops the movie dead when he sings. Dead. Except everyone else is dying while watching it. But then, like, Sonny, the, his lady friend in the movie, is getting so turned up. Yeah, yeah. we got to we, we should we should properly introduce this girl because it's ridiculous. Okay, so Harkin is the guy. He's yes. our hero. Harkin something or other. Skiing champion Harkin. He, he's a big skiing champion. He's a good old boy from Idaho. And he is driving to he's, this yeah. town. Squaw to, Creek or something? Squaw Valley. It's, yeah, Valley. it's out yeah. west somewhere. This... The, there's a there's a there's a young girl that's hitchhiking outside a gas station and he like offers her a ride. She's going to San Francisco, he's going west, you know, it'd be fun. She gives him a lot of shit. Whole lot of shit. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. Like it's like we are introduced to this girl. She is getting Jazzy Jeffed out of the last truck that she was hitchhiking in. Mm-hmm. Her stuff is all over the place. And our hero, being the hero of the film, goes up like, can I help you? And she's like, get away from me, pervert. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. And then she immediately turns around and she's like, oh, wait, you have a car? Oh, I'll be nice to you now. Fine, fine. But like, she turns around and she yells at the guy. You don't see the face of the guy who kicked her out. And she's like, I'm not giving you a blowjob, buddy. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think that's... I think he just had enough of this. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. But Yeah, like, she sees that like she's clearly made a scene. And she's like, uh, uh, no, I won't blow you. <laughs> <laughs> what, was that, what was that in Billy Madison? Or no, I will not make out with you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, that, it's that similar terrain. Yeah, okay, now she is... A teen runaway. She ran away from home. Yes. She is underage. She is 17 years old. Underline that. Yeah. She's 17 going Circle on it. 16, man. Circle it with the red marker. Put it on your calendar. Do whatever you want to do. 17 years old. Well, you know oh, what? Yeah. It's important that we remember it and the audience remember it because no one in the movie cares. No. It's almost, um, yeah, it's kind of horrifying because most of the men in this movie would be prosecuted today. Oh, oh God. Oh. The whole cast. Oh, There's yeah. a couple They're of characters in this movie that are doing life sentences. <laughs> I mean, almost life sentences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going in for at least 20. You got a good 20 going on. So a lot of this movie, it, it's kind of annoying because this movie's only like 96 minutes. We get that little taste of skiing at the beginning. Right. So it's like skiing. It's the awesome ass font that says hot dog the movie. The music's playing. Like you are getting punched in the face by the 1980s. And it's great. And then it's 20 minutes of them just driving from motel to motel, not having sex with each other. And interestingly enough, this is sort of like Aspen Extreme, the serious ski movie we did the other year. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like a lot of them, for some reason, the ski movies need like the voyage to ski, like the struggle to ski. (laughs) And it's like, but that's the thing is like, other than like Downhill Racer. I've never seen a really a movie that talks about like, man, that is a pain in the ass sport. You are hurting day in and day out. Well, no, that's the thing. Everybody's just having a great time. We're all falling down this mountain. Everyone's mm-hmm. drinking a million beers after. I mean, it is, it is amazing. I will say that I wished uh, Gene Hackman was yelling at these people. <laughs> 
I will say that. But and I did want to mention that font, the the opening font, uh, was a bit of a revelation because uh, that was the same font that opens uh, South Park's um, parody, their ski episode, of, yeah, of oh. these kind of movies. And I was like, oh, finally, I know. And I get isn't the isn't the villain in that South Park episode also like an Austrian, like European? No, he's something? just a douchebag. Like, oh, I th- because I I thought this I thought this movie was almost. Uh, being directly parodied by South Park. No, that's more of a, in the episode, it's more of a, like, oh, he's going to close the rec center. Oh, it's one of those Yeah, plots. it's one of those things. Oh, I see. So I, I want to mention here, the first motel that they stay in, like, they go to sleep, you know, nothing happens between underage girl and, <laughs> you know, however old this guy is. Podunk boy. Mid to late 20s boy. And now... They're driving. They're they're driving out west again after staying in this motel, and she's accusing him of being a virgin because he didn't try anything. After she yelled at him that he was a pervert and yep. not to go near her, now she's making fun of him for not, I just grabbing her. I yeah. guess force yourself on me. Come on, that's what a heterosexual. That's, would that's do. what men do. A like, <laughs> lot of holy, lot of holy, mixed messages holy, from holy from this character, Sonny. In well, this it's, movie. it's one of those things where you're just it's like sad. from the beginning. You're like, just fuck, just like I get it. I understand what's happening here. They're really at each other's throats, and it's you know eventually it's just gonna burst apart. I get it. Well, I, just do it. I kind of thought like maybe her parents will show up in the third act or something. Like like she's been established as this underage runaway, and <laughs> well, you know she's not she's not getting home anytime soon. Was, well, she has some line where he's like, "Where are you from?" or you know, don't you have a home or something? Something like she's like, she's like, you can't be from somewhere if you've never lived anywhere. So, so like, there's some weird like reference to her being perpetually homeless. She's been Joe, itching since she was three. Yeah, yeah. Joe Chill killed her parents. <laughs> and then she uh, became one of the boxcar children. Yeah, because she didn't have uh, an estate to fall back on. Yeah, she's just been living in a train car solving petty mysteries. Yeah, I'd buy it. I would totally buy it. We go to the second motel, and uh, this is great. They are ringing. This, I mean, and this is it where is. you know this movie plants its flag, and you're like, okay, it's this kind of a movie. <laughs> so they're ringing the buzzer, ringing, ringing, ringing this buzzer. You know, where's Norman Bates to check me into this shitty motel? <laughs> Cut to this woman in a hot tub, totally naked, and she's just like sitting there enjoying the hot tub. You hear the buzzer, and she's like, oh, god damn it. Well, doesn't a scuba diver get up from the hot tub? And she's like, give me a minute. I got to go check somebody yeah. in. And you're he, like, he was down in the crotch. Yes, that's what yeah, we're, t- we're talking about. Oral sex. Yeah, I believe happening. that was Norman oh, and say. mother. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's like, okay, grody hot, uh, hot tub scene. One of two is happening right yep. now. And so this, this woman gets out of the hot tub completely naked and just goes into the front office. Like, Oh, you made a reservation. You must be these people are just totally naked. And you're like, okay, that's what this is. That, all right. Welcome okay, to hot we dog. Are. The movie. Thank <laughs> you for, for such a warm welcome. Hot dog. The movie. See this now, folks at home. This was the hot tub I was suspecting that was the genesis of the. No, this is just where know. Clap was born. Yeah, no, Sharon. Oh no, the Clap was around way before this. Well, sure. this is where the uh, where it was resurrected, I guess, yes, where the, it became more popular. The amongst triple the claps <laughs> amongst the kids. <laughs> one by one, come on in. And so, speaking of disgusting, like this is this is the the 
the hotel that they're going to stay in for the rest of the movie. And it is one of those like lovebird motels. So they've got this disgusting heart shaped uh, jacuzzi pool in their room. There's a grody waterbed that it's like, you know what? Do, do me a favor, do not turn a black light on in this room because I'm going to throw up all over the place. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know there was anything there when you turn a black light on because the entire place would be just creamed. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of a story my girlfriend told me uh, when we were coming back from, uh, we took a trip to San Francisco recently, and when we were coming back, she had to stay at like a Motel 8. Like near the uh, near the airport. Wait, wait. And she was she had she, to. I had to come back for work. So uh, you went, you flew out a little earlier. Yeah. Well, no, we were coming back at the same time. I had to be at the apartment. She had to be in New Jersey the next day. Oh, so she okay. stayed at the near the airport. I just want. I'm just trying to get all the facts straight. She got into this motel <laughs> and like the guy uh, who was at the front desk followed her up to her room and she's like, "Uh, I have the key." And he's like, "Yeah, the thing is." Um, I have to lock the door behind you. Get the fuck out of here. He's like, because it's a little dangerous. We've had a few incidents here. She didn't go into what incidents were. Yeah. But he said it like, yeah, make sure this door's locked. Wait, so she was literally locked in the room? She's He, it was at like midnight, it was like midnight, 1 a.m. He's like, just don't open the door. So it was like. A prison cell with a shitty air conditioner? I mean, I think she and could. And a broken bed? I gotta find this trip trip advisor page. <laughs> Three stars. We only found two dead hookers. Good God. Yeah, it's gross. The motel you check in, but don't check out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So... The next day, we're making introductions to our what will become our ragtag group of ski bums and ski babes. Oh, my God. And one of them, did you guys recognize, one of the, the lead ski bum friends? David Naughton. Naughton. Yeah. The werewolf himself. The, he's the American in an American werewolf in London. Yeah. And you know what? I'll he's tell a- you this much. He's the best part of this movie. Yeah. He's, uh, he's that, he is the character... You kind of want to be in the ski movie, right? The guy who's slightly cool. older than everybody else. He's cool as fuck. And a full-blown alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy's got a five-alarm drinking problem. And if you want to find out what happens to his character years later, tune into his episode on Seinfeld where he plays an alcoholic. Oh, my God. Dick the alcoholic in the uh, red sweater episode, I think. I had no idea that was David Naughton. There, there it is, man. Blue wow, you, dude, you're blowing my mind right now. Great stuff. That's, that's all. <laughs> that's all I will blow. So we got him. Uh, there's a guy who's like really kind of mentally challenged. He's a super ski bum. Squirrel? Squirrel, of course, is his name. Uh, there's a stereotypical Japanese character played by the dude who's the Shredder in fucking Ninja Turtles 1. I did Name. not. You know what? Now you're blowing my mind. <laughs> We're just blowing each other. In, oh. <laughs> in this movie, going by the name of Kamikaze. Because. Yeah, of <laughs> course. In the 1980s, you need casual racism. Casual and, Japanese racism. And when racism. they introduce him as Kamikaze, they say, when, once you see him ski, you'll understand why. No, no, no. <laughs> that's what's amazing. Because you're racist. <laughs> he's just a great skier. It's yeah. got nothing to do with him, whatever you thought, like crashing into he walls. He didn't go off that jump and fly into Pearl Harbor. 
He landed on his two feet Holy and went the rest fuck. of the way. But had he landed in Pearl Harbor, what a skier. What a yeah, long that jump. That might have been a record. You I know believe. what? Perfect 10. Because yep. where, where could this be? Like Northern California, Washington yeah, State, something like that. Yeah. And to, to jump all the way to Hawaii. It would be something <laughs> else. That's magic. Yeah. <laughs> he's on steroids or something. Uh, yeah, so he's like the crazy, you know, stereotype character. Yeah. Uh, and then there's kind of just like a bunch of people that fold into the background. There's like a lot of younger kids that don't make yeah. the cut of, for the competition. There's one guy who's uh, he always has his headphones on. and he Man, can't be- let me tell you. I hate that gag in yeah. shit. Like people who don't take stuff off and it's like inappropriate. Like he's always skiing with headphones on when they're at the big party at Shannon Tweed's house. And uh, like that's when the Hungry Like the Wolf's playing and he's dancing to Hungry Like the Wolf, but the headphones are still on. It's the same shit. Like I love this movie and it's an amazing movie. But the fact that Heather Graham does not take those goddamn roller skates off in Boogie Nights is obnoxious. <laughs> that fucking character on Sex in the not Sex in the City, Caroline in the City, that wouldn't take those fucking rollerblades off to save his life. Not funny. Not fun. Obnoxious as all get out. Take those rollerblades off. I mean, at least that's Caroline transportation. <laughs> He's having to communicate to several people in this movie, and he refuses to take off well, a his shitty sunglasses yes, and b yeah, these fucking headphones because yep. it's like it's like an '80s cartoon, basically. So it's like this is how my character's drawn, and that's just how it is. And his, yeah, all his lines are "whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, yeah." That's it. It's there shitty. Is. It's shitty and annoying. So yeah, he's on the he's low on the totem pole for this for this uh, gang. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a there's a girl character who does not have a line outside of "Yeah, you tell him" or something I like that. I think they replace her in scenes because mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, she wouldn't get she wouldn't get naked. Yeah, or something. I think she's the one that didn't get naked, so they just like, oh, who's the fucking who's you know our PA today? Bring her in here. Oh, that's stupid. Uh, uh, and then we so. we are also introduced to. The villain of the film. He is the world champion skier. He's supposed to be the world's greatest skier. Is, Rudy. Is how our hero introduces it. He looks like a Nazi Joe Namath. Does. <laughs> he absolutely does. Giant fur jacket on. Rudolf Garmischt, this Austrian ski champion. Amazing trivia fact about this actor. This guy, present day... South Dakota news broadcaster. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I guess I guess the acting did not work out for the fellow who played Rudolph Garmisht. Yeah, I mean, he thought that fucking spot on MacGyver was going to save him, but it did not. <laughs> so our, our hero skier like runs up to him, gushing like a fan, like, oh, you're a great skier. I'm like, so happy to meet you and stuff. All right, because Harkin and Sonny, like Harkin takes Sonny out for a big, nice dinner. Right. And this is where he, he meets everybody at this restaurant. And, and let's be very clear about this. Harkin is a Big dumb idiot. Oh yeah, he's a manga. Actually, the uh, Rudy his first his first line to Harkin is uh, calls him stu- a stupid stupid American in German. And he's oh, does he really? Yeah. And he's absolutely accurate. Yeah, Garmisch has a point there. And then what's crazy though is like, and again, this is just some serious, you know national hate going on but like all Sonny has to do is hear his austrian accent and immediately just starts calling this guy a nazi like up and down calling this dude a nazi and he's just like yeah okay american 
I'm here for your skiing competition. Definitely not a Nazi. And he's got like Biff's entourage with him. Yeah. What called the Rudettes. The Rudettes. Oh, stupid. <laughs> really not good. Yeah. I mean, but like they are. They're all like the Biff fucking, you know, hangers on. Like, oh, we're, we're missing a Billy dude Zane with, back there. Yeah. Zippy the pinheads there. The 3D glasses guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like they immediately get off to a bad start. And this guy's like the villain of the film straight up so like we have everything we got our fucking pinhead hero character who's the hot dog i guess we got the lady friend who's gonna you know the relationship is really gonna be put to the test you guys sunny the un- the underage girl that he that he he had stolen from yes. the gas yeah. station yes 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 uh i mean the i i have a note here and i think it was actually directed uh it's something that david naughton says about the Austrian guy, but could also be directed to any of these American characters. He calls the Austrian guy a world-class asshole, but that's that's seriously this Harkin fella. That, he's the world-class well, asshole. No, no, now, now Rudy's world-class because he's tra- he's traversed the globe. Harkin is, you know, yeah. I mean, I, don't know, a, I mean, he's local country, asshole. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's a na- true. maybe a national asshole. Yeah, a national asshole. <laughs> a nationally known asshole. <laughs> well, that was my big problem from the beginning of this. Like it, from the fucking bickering in the beginning, like on throughout, was <laughs> yeah. that like I don't like any of these people. No, there's not a single person. I mean, like David Naughton's the closest, but that's only because he's drinking himself to death, and you know I got empathy <laughs> for the guy, but. You know, but most of these people are just like, you know, they're pig. Fucking the misogyny is just like the richest. Like when when we misogyny connoisseur, uh, Chris (laughs) Gavin, right? (laughs) Resident misogyny expert. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to where it gets really horrendous. It's right around the corner. So we, we have our cast of characters. And now that everybody's friends with everybody else, except that Austrian Nazi, apparently everybody hates that world class asshole's guts. We finally get this movie going, and we go to a towny ski bar, huh. and things get gross really fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah hold on to that hat again. <laughs> so they go to this bar, and everybody's having a drink, hanging out, pitchers of beer all over the place. You can smell this bar oh, yeah. through your TV. Yeah. It's disgusting. And uh, there's, there's a guy on stage who he, he, is, he has a microphone and he's in front of a crowd and he calls himself Lester. I'll wait for this ambulance to go by. I get it. Someone's dying. I'm trying to do a show here. Bye, ambulance. God, so rude. Bye. Die on your own time. Bye-bye. This guy calls himself Lester the <laughs> Molester. <laughs> Wait, That's what wait. I got so pissed off at that dying person for. Because I wanted to tell everybody this guy's nickname is Lester the Molester. And he lives up to his name. Yep. <laughs> he certainly does. So this dude's like, all right, everybody, I'm Lester the Molester. And you know what time it is? Wet t-shirt time. And he's just like, oh, God, I don't want to be here. Well, so he's got some resident girls up there. And then he's like, we got to get all the women from the crowd. I'm Lester the yeah. Molester. <laughs> There's a couple of ladies that are like, the plants in the audience, yeah. you know what I mean? They're yeah. like, oh, I'll definitely do it, Lester. And he's like, we're not supposed to know each other, Diane. You and then, know? you know, there's, uh, there's some other girls that, like, 
are very hesitant to go up there. He's like, come on, you gotta come up you here. Can't all be the D squad. You can't, if you're gonna make everyone here awfully angry if you <laughs> do not come up on stage. And there are dudes totally fucking cavemanning out, like taking chicks over their shoulders to bring them up on stage. And everybody's like, yay! And I believe our underage girl is brought up as well. Well, no, initially. Uh, he goes to her and, uh, uh, our, our hero Harkin kind of like puts his arm around her and Lester the molester very professionally, <laughs> I must say, of Lester <laughs> is like, oh, I see. Oh, you're with somebody. That's okay. Who else do I have? And he's like, I gotta, you know, everybody, I gotta help me. I gotta find something that'll help me find these girls. And he starts undoing his fly, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this dude reaches into his pants and pulls out a like police issue mag light flashlight. I was waiting for a hot dog. It's fucking hot dog the movie. Show me Lester's cock. I oh. was like, okay. I no, I was certain. Oh, was, you you meant you were looking for an actual hot dog. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I wanted this dude to take his penis out. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought this was totally going to be a Jonah Hill and Wolf of Wall Street. I thought yeah. it was just come on, start- Lester, expose <laughs> yourself. It's <laughs> masturbating in the middle of this bar. <laughs> oh, I got yeah. something that'll get you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're running away from it. Holy shit. I'm going to make you just run onto the other stage. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners, to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. 
So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. So he, he gets all the girls up there, and, you know, guess what happens? He starts, you know, dousing them with water, pitchers. He's got a clown's the- seltzer bottle with well, him. That's yeah. the thing. He has a, cu- a couple coats of water. He does a first the seltzer bottle, then the actual buckets of water. Well, you know what? Lester the Molester is a professional. The, this ain't his first rodeo when it comes to wet t-shirt contests. I got a feeling <laughs> this is day. a three times a week situation at the bare minimum. Well, speaking of his nickname, the reason he doesn't bring sun up on stage i think is because i think this guy's got a history and he knows not to fucking go where he shouldn't be going yeah no this this dude is on strike two of three guaranteed he grabs one of these girls and he starts just um going at her her breasts (laughs) oh yeah with his mouth Yes. No, yes. that that starts yeah, happening yeah. in this bar. And then all these girls just start taking their tops off. It's like an orgy breaks out. Yeah, they're That's all what I'm into saying. it. That's the thing. That's the weird thing is they're all fucking into it. He's this Caligula was the Bacchanal I was talking about, you guys. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, all these girls are topless. Dudes are taking their shirts off. The band starts playing, and everyone is just sweating, spilling beer, throwing up, and sucking on things. And you're like, what? What is this turning into? I thought it was a thing where it was like, you know, this dude, this Peter Markle, like directed this movie, and then he got uh, he got Caligula. Like the producers went back and put all these scenes in, and then he went and he was like, "What happened to my wholesome ski comedy?" <laughs> yeah, right, that forty minute wholesome ski movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. mostly footage of skiing. Yeah, you got a point. If you take out all the hardcore sex in Caligula, it's still like an hour and a half. <laughs> Yeah, there'd be nothing left of this. It would be a TV pilot. <laughs> but this is definitely one of those bars, like most, you know, old bars, uh, quote unquote dive bars. Yeah. It's a nice, you got a nice hash of vomit and stale beer. <laughs> this one, I feel it's vomits up to here. It's turned up to like 11 and then like, yeah, you get a little bit of the stale beer. Well, the stale beer is still there, but it's just masked by more vomit. Yeah. I feel is the thing. And I don't think anybody's cleaning it up. No, because you just throw some sawdust over it and then open up at 11 a.m. the next day. Yeah, Guaranteed this place is only closing down for like three and a half hours tops. Yeah. Total tops. Three and a half hours to shut down. Just to give the air conditioner a break. <laughs> uh, I'm so disgusted. <laughs> So they ski daddle. Our main characters do, and, and Sunny apparently is was turned on royally by all of this. She was ready to go, and Harvin or whatever his name is wasn't Harkin. Harkin, yeah. And so they go back to the the shitty love motel, and she's getting ready for bed. And this is where this dude is just playing guitar. 
He's just so singing good. this song, and you're like, "Where is this coming from? This where, one... where did you get this guitar? First of all, did you buy it in town? Because I've been following you around for three days, and this is the first I'm ever seeing a guitar in this movie." This reminded me of Psychomania a little bit. Oh, when that yeah. dude's just playing guitar in the tree uh, at the funeral. Yeah, episode five for new listeners, I think. Yeah, yeah wow, good memory, like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But you have like, to go to whmpodcast.com and click on the episodes tab if you want to hear that one. Yep. Yeah, but that was the, th- <laughs> the difference between Psychomania is like that guy's at a fucking like funeral or was it just like a hangout? Uh, no, it, it was, was the funeral. Yeah. It's the funeral. It's a funeral, so I almost understand it. Like, okay, you know, we're mourning people. I'm going to, you know, express my pain through song. Sure. This guy's just hanging out and singing this shit song. Expressing his love through song. Is that so wrong? Well, he doesn't love. Apparently, he doesn't love this girl at all. I mean, we know what this dude's motivations yeah. are, and it's just getting it wet. It's a fucking ski comedy. That's yeah. all anybody's in it for. There's no true love in ski comedies because the only true love in a ski comedy is the love for a skier and the mountain mm. and his poles. <laughs> yeah, some fresh powder, if you know what I mean. Well, that's another weird thing in this movie is there's I mean. there's multiple times. It happens twice. Where Sonny makes reference to or actually pops pills, mm-hmm. and Harkin has to be like, "What did you just put in? What? What was really? that?" <laughs> There's like one time where she's like, he says something about, "Oh, I, I." She's like, "Why do you love skiing?" And he's like, "I love it for the speed." And she's like, "Oh, speed! I could use some of that. I'm kind of <laughs> tired." And he's like, "What? No, I mean like going down the mountain. You know, like velocity, wind in my face." And she's like, "Oh, right." that kind of speed and then they're driving later and she pops a bunch of pills and he's like what the fuck did you just do and she's like oh what you're not my parents don't tell me what to do and i'm like no seriously sonny what did you just do you're about to go to shannon tweed's house well that's probably why she got kicked out of the first fucking truck is because you know he was just like i'm all out hun i'm all out of speed you gotta get out of this fucking car i got no zips poppers reds blues ups downs i got none of it i got no more slow-mo up-mo side-mo you gotta go someplace else get the fuck out of my truck and use your fucking cassettes too (laughs) i forgot yeah that's what she spills all over the parking lot of that gas station a bunch of cassette tapes oh man i bet there's some sweet mixes I think it's all Duran Duran. I think, well, no, because it's like John she, Mellencamp songs when she turns it on. She had uh, three, no, three or four copies of Duran Duran's Rio. Yeah, and then uh, like one, American one, Fool or one John Cougar. Yeah, one John Coog. <laughs> Maybe Bruce Springsteen's The River. So they have <laughs> The River. <laughs> That's a great song. If depressing as all get out uh so they have it's the big qualifier scheme where everybody's you know it's everybody's seeing who can do what and everybody's kicking some ass and it's some great skiing not a lot of stuff going on here comedy wise that's the my beef with this movie is like for a ski comedy it's really light on the jokes yeah and the times that it's making jokes they're just not funny like that fucking kamikaze line that just I almost said blows up in their face, but I guess yeah, that probably that's also bad. Uh, you know, it's a joke that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That will work. But like, that's true. Like, you, yeah. would, you would need so, like David Naughton should be the lead in this movie. He yeah. really should. And like Harkin, the problem with him is that he's just such a blank slate. He doesn't do anything but be like a righteous skier. He's a total dud. Yeah. Really and like is. a little bit of a, sh- I mean, as we turn out, once Shannon Tweed shows up, a bit of a shit too. 
Oh, yeah, he's a scumbag on top of everything else. And, like, again, David Naughton, he's just an alcoholic. He's just killing that liver. And, like, that's fine. Yeah, he's not hurting anybody but himself. He's yeah. got personality. Yeah. You know? He knows life. He's been through the ringer. He knows what's going on. He's, like, he's a little bit of, like, a RDJ-type personality. Yeah, a little movie, bit, yeah. Which is what I think is what I found entertaining. About. Yeah. Talk about fresh powder. <laughs> There isn't like any other than speed, but there's no like coca- Like there's not like a- any actual no, cocaine. That's another weird just thing. In, it's implied. Is it's it implied? A, I didn't. It's it's a it's a comedy in the eighties. Well, I suppose that's true. <laughs> it's, a, it's implied. I mean, I saw a whole lot of joints, but are people smoking jays yeah, in this there's, movie? There's more than a few. J- a lot of them on the powder, actually. I didn't notice that. while on the powder, they're uh, smoking jays. I just noticed all the bad beer everybody's drinking. Well, yeah, I Coors couldn't take my eyes off banquet beer. Oh yeah. The which original is, hard shit. Which is what I'm drinking tonight in honor of Hot Dog. <laughs> Coors Golden Banquet. Not a sponsor of We Hate Movies. At all. Also, okay. possible Nazi connection. I see Adolf Coors <laughs> of Golden, Colorado. So, they have these qualifiers. A couple of our minor characters, because we have to trim the fat in this gang, I guess. Yeah. A couple of the minor characters don't make the cut to be in the competition. David Naughton fights with, like, the manager of the resort, who we'd never see again after this scene. Well, this, and, like, this movie doesn't ho- have a whole... I mean, the story is, this, you know, is he going to win the competition? That's yeah. essentially the story of the movie. And if he's... But, like, there's also this underlying thing where David Naughton is, like, you're being, like friendly to the Europeans and that's bullshit. Well, it's a weird thing where he's like, you know, clearly a lot of these younger Americans skied better than these dudes. What's going on. And the guy, and again, this comes to nothing, but the guy is like, listen, we have a lot of European businesses like sponsoring the, the, you know, the championships this year. Uh, You know, we kind of just have to play ball, make some people happy. They need a lot of Europeans in the competition. And you expect to be like, Okay, well, this is what's going to come to something. Like, maybe this will be, they'll be ousted as uh, cooking the books or something like yeah. that. It's none of that. It's just this one scene it was where just he. a really well run business. And he <laughs> recognized where, you know, how to, how to handle it. It's just he to... knows who's, who's keeping the lights on at the ski resort. Yeah. It's just to get a couple more booze in when they don't give fucking Harkin the perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the end of any kind of business dealings. You never see this manager ever again. There's like the manager's assistant who's really shitty to David Naughton. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe that guy's going to come to something. Nothing. Nothing, Nothing happens from this. You never see these characters ever again. No. I mean, I think one of them might be one of the judges like holding up the card, but they're not there. Like, there's no more interactions. And no, It's no, no, also no, no. such a vague competition. We also don't know, like... It's not like Harkins like, oh, I just need the two grand prize to save the family farm or something. You know, yeah, he just like, loves skiing. He just loves skiing. Everyone else just loves skiing. You, you have, I don't know if they're putting themselves up or what the situation is. Yeah, you don't know like if there's an actual team or sponsorship or anything. I mean, and that's why this I feel is like a failure of a ski comedy because the details are just non-existent. So there's no stakes. You don't know why anybody's doing anything. Well, who is, I mean, yeah, is he paying for these, for this fucking motel, this grimy motel? <laughs> well, he does have a line about like, oh, I saved up all this money to do this trip or something like man, that. Oh, a foolish man. decision. So yeah. we meet Shannon Tweed at the, the competition uh, qualifiers, you know, and uh, of course she's having the big party. And this is like, 
probably the longest sequence in the movie. Like we're going, she is the big, and this is also, there's another similar character in Aspen Extreme, yeah. right? Like there's this very wealthy woman, you know, loves preying on the younger dudes right. and she's just having these big parties where all the kids come over, drink all her booze and, and potentially and, have sex with her and fuck her in the disgusting cesspool hot tub on her deck. Like mm-hmm. that's what we have going on. And like in Aspen Extreme, the villain used to be fucking her. And yeah. he's really put out that he can't still be fucking her. I feel like the people that made Aspen Extreme saw this movie and they were like, you know what? We can do this, but make it the serious story that skiing deserves. Make it look a little nicer, but take away even the three jokes that are in that movie. Oh, and also, <laughs> n- new new listeners, uh, we did an episode on Aspen Extreme. It's uh, number... <clears throat> yes, yeah, you can't remember them all. <laughs> You can't remember them all. I want to say one, three. Mm. <laughs> it might be around one, three. <clears throat> so there's a great line. Uh, you see these characters all like interacting with anonymous extras throughout this entire movie. And you see how bad Squirrel is with women. Oh, and he just goes up to this girl and he's like, hi, my name is Squirrel. And she's like, oh, hey, I'm I'm Denise or whatever. And he goes, so I suppose a fuck's out of the question? Yeah. Come on, Squirrel. <laughs> he's got game, man. You know, he's direct. He's honest. He's open. And, of and, course, Kamikaze oh, yeah. goes up to a girl, starts speaking Japanese, and starts uh, comparing her uh, breasts to Mount Fuji. Oh, of They're course. They're as beautiful as Mount Fuji. And we're getting the translation on, with like subtitles on the screen, so that's the joke. She's like, I don't speak Japanese. And he's <laughs> like, that's okay. You don't have to. I'm just going to keep saying all these pervy things to you. Wow. I mean, it's just as bad as, like, fucking the, the uh, Japanese submarine guys in 1941. Hollywood! Hollywood! <laughs> oh, yeah! It's, like, it's such a Wait, stupid fucking... Are you talking about actual Japanese submarine crewmen? Yes. No, I'm kidding. I know, I know, <laughs> I know you mean this Spielberg movie. Yes. Um, but, yeah, like, this whole fucking sequence goes on... Forever. Well, we're all because we're, we're dancing to this twelve-minute goddamn "Hungry Like the Wolf" rendition. And what I was going to say is that what I think the, the reason that they use the instrumental track, I think, for so long is because they didn't want you to like have any no sleaze should be blocked from your ears as he fucking boffs Shannon Tweed. Yeah. So like everybody's dancing except for Harkin and Shannon Tweed, who are getting down in this movie. And you're just there for every nook and cranny of it. And I was like, did I accidentally change the channel to Showtime or Cinemax or something? Like, what is happening I mean, right that, now? But that was her whole career was just doing this kind of role. Like, you know, yeah. showing off. I mean, in her you know later years, she could just show off the cleavage. And that was really it. Well, also, you're married to Gene Simmons at some point in there. So you, you got to you're you not to having to do these shitty pull movies it back as a little much. bit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Shannon, I don't think you need to be doing these filthy movies anymore. I'm Gene Simmons and I think you can stay at home and hang out. Why don't you relax? Man, I've been I tried to watch that show. Like, oh, the Family Jewels. The, the Family Jewels. <laughs> oh, wow. I totally forgot about it. And it is intolerable. Is that what I guess that is what it's called? Yeah, it's I, family, I, family I, said it, I said it with such authority. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, my favorite one is there was an episode in the, in that series where um, Gene Simmons was just like, because I guess they were never married technically. Oh, is that the deal? It was something like They're that. Just, it was kind of like a Pacino D'Angelo thing. Oh, I see. Um, is that like, still going on? Uh, Pacino, D'Angelo? No. No, I don't no, think so. No, I don't believe so. That's Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, though, 
still going strong. Still doing it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so what are you saying about this this episode? <laughs> well, like where he's Jewels? like he's like, Oh, well, I'm tired of not being a bachelor anymore. I'm like, You're Gene fucking Simmons, dude. Just get it over. You're fucking 68 years old or whatever at this point. You know, I think I uh, want to do another kiss tour just so I can be on the road. If you know what I mean. Shannon, do you know get what I mean? Get away from it all. Just uh, get away from this reality show. Go on the road. Pack my kiss toothpaste. Oh, what yeah. is? <laughs> have, a, have sex with a bunch of 45-year-old women. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, there's nothing wrong with that. But no, no. I'm just saying, what's the fan base for kiss now? He's talking about yeah. pining for his days of group. Hey, Shannon, I have to go to the candy shop. I'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> uh, what is the worst uh, reality show? The Gene Simmons Family Jewels or that fucking Hogan Knows Best? Hogan Knows Best had the better lines. Yeah. The I, only I, one I, I remember I is where he's pining through his kitchen looking for tuna fish. And multiple times you just hear, Linda, Linda, where's the tuna? Linda. He also says that on a sex tape. <laughs> Because he had a sex tape that came out the other year. Oh, no, what, oh God. there was a clip from it that they played that's absolutely hysterical and work friendly. So if you can find it at work, look for it. <laughs> Don't because, look for it at no, work. Because, <laughs> because it's it's the aftermath of it all. And it's him getting out of bed and he's standing he's standing at the side of his bed and he's like in his he's got like a little banana hammock on oh. and he's like rubbing his stomach and he belches and he's like, ugh. Oh, I ate too much pork. And just <laughs> just fucking walks away. And that's the end of this thing. I will say that cuz like Hogan's more of a cartoon character. Gene Simmons like spent half that uh, half that show trying to give like people business advice. Well, that's the thing. Is, oh god. That Gene Simmons takes himself way too fucking seriously. Exactly. I mean, that's you true. were you were putting on fucking clown makeup and being an <laughs> idiot for years and now you're going to be like mm, like you're important. Well, wasn't he on like Celebrity Apprentice or something like that? Yeah, I, I think mean, so. I feel like he would have to. I mean, if he didn't, that was a missed opportunity from for those people. Oh, you know, was I was the, on, not yeah. only was I the king of rock and roll, I was the king of marketing <laughs> for Donald Trump for one year on camera only. <laughs> like, it's all a farce, man. Gene Simmons <laughs> yeah. is, is is nothing. Hey, Donald. I have a good place where you can get a tongue implant. <laughs> really works out for you in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's called the cornhole. <laughs> That's where you gotta get a tongue implant? It's a place called the cornhole? <laughs> something it tells might me be. something tells me you're getting other things at the cornhole. Well, that's where you get the tongue, right? It's, that's what Gene's move was, right? <laughs> no, it's quite possible. <laughs> I don't know much about Gene Simmons, but I especially don't know much about his moves in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I, I can only speculate. Hey, Shannon, uh, thinking about marketing a sex tape. You in or what? Actually thinking about uh, publishing a book, The User's Guide to Cornholing, <laughs> from The Master. Not even going to sign my name to it. Calling it The Master. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like one of those... Um, <laughs> pickup artist books that came out back oh, in the day. Jesus. The game or whatever the <laughs> yes. fuck. That's a fucking idiot that like refused to reveal his identity. Remember that shit? <laughs> yeah. What an what a grade A asshole. The maestro or whatever the oh, fuck. I is, think that's what he was, was calling. The maestro. <laughs> oh no. Fu- the maestro if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> 
you piece of shit. It's a nice, nice fuck you pop, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes. Fuck you. Yeah. You, 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 you save the best for those kind of guys, man. Yeah. So anyway, Shannon Tweed is fucking this kid's brains out. Oh, yeah. They're in the bed. Then they're in the hot tub. And then in an odd turn, uh, all of a sudden, Sonny comes around the corner in a towel out of nowhere. And I'm like, wait, what are you, what are you doing? And then she's like, oh, oh, Harkin's in the hot tub with Shannon Tweed. I better get out of here and be all mad about it. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, she's been after other dudes and everything. And she makes a point of saying, like, also, you know, she was like, get off my ass. We're not together or something exactly. like that. Like, right when they got to the party. And you're like, what are you doing walking around this woman's house in a towel, first of all? I mean, like, there is this thing where she's just trying to make him fucking jealous. It's like, strange. Well, that late at night, she goes into the sauna with that towel on. Do you oh guys remember God. this scene? Yeah, it gets weird again. And who's in there? Rudy. Rudy and the Rudettes. All the Rudettes. So it's like, it's the dude, this South Dakota fucking news anchor playing an Austrian. Uh, and then just all these dudes, all these other dudes just sweating it up in this yeah, sauna. Yeah, he's all like, oh, I'm so sorry for, for, for insulting you. I thought on slopes earlier. Uh, let me let me uh, massage your back a little bit and uh, jo- oh, just relax, Sonny. You know, is that is why we're here? We're here to relax. And she is convinced. Yeah, she, she falls for oh, it. Oh, man, the defenses go down, you know. And then, um, so they have sex. <laughs> yep. It's more of an implied scene. Yeah. But. You know what's going scuzzy on. stuff. It's, scuzzy. it's super scuzzy because you feel like the Rudettes and him are all getting in on exactly. the Exactly. I don't know how many, if any, Rudettes are getting involved in what's going on in that yeah. sauna. And like, is it a thing where he's like, okay, Rudettes, Rudettes, get out of here. It's, it's, time, <laughs> it's time for Rudy to play alone. Get out. We will be kinky soon once she is asleep. <laughs> oh, speaking, he- of, speaking of asleep girls... Holy shit! The, so we're, we got we got hot tub fucking, we got sauna fucking, we got hungry like the wolf, and then we got David Naughton behind the bar, and he's ooh, big mistake. Yeah, yeah. Who did this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, like I was always surprised that Sam Malone was able to pull it off for eleven seasons behind the bar. David Naughton would not be able to work at Cheers; he would get fired day one because he's because behind- of his cocktail called the leg spreader <laughs> oh, oh man and this girl sits at the bar and she's like oh make me a drink and you know he's like oh wh- wh- what do i you know what can i get you and she's like oh what do you recommend he's like oh i got this uh, i got this drink called the leg spreader and this girl's just like oh that sounds interesting and i'm like <laughs> what no go back to the bacchanal bar you know, it's wa- cleaner there i'm watching this right now and i'm, I'm it's like i'm watching hostel you know, I'm like, oh, oh, dear God. Yeah, this doesn't happen? seem Whoa, like this doesn't seem like the left turn into into fucking gang rape at all. If someone was tied to a chair and surgically torn to pieces in this movie, yeah. I would not blink an eye like it gets very hostile S squirrels just fucking like playing with some guy's eye with a needle. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so this girl takes like one gulp of this drink and passes the fuck out well let's we have to we have to illustrate what's going on here so he takes a fishbowl size snifter okay puts this it's shit you would use to guess how many jelly beans are inside it like that's how big (laughs) it's the belushi snifter yeah (laughs) 
And he's like, okay, here's what's in a leg spreader. And it's just him pouring various liquors into this huge snifter, this aquarium-sized snifter. And then he's like, and then there's just a little twist of lemon, and here you go. And then this girl picks this shit up like she's been walking in the desert for a week and downs this thing and then the gag is she immediately falls to the ground and collapses and then all these dudes are like well say like squirrel gets in there squirrel's line is now that's a girl i can take advantage of oh Uh, isn't good literally we're we're, we're, there's a girl possibly dead on the floor just dead yeah and they're like we're gonna take advantage of her now and, I, I mean, come on. These people belong in jail. And the theater in 1984 is slapping knees, Boring. man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just Dom DeLuise wheeze laughing. Yeah, he called mm-hmm. it a twist of lemon. That was a twist of GHB. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a little bit of a misnomer. I've, uh, I've frankly taken the drug several times, and uh, nobody's ever tried to rape me. The best thing Nick Nolte's ever said in his life. Oh, really? When Nick Nolte got busted Wait, for that for, big he, for he the had human tr- growth hormone. Wait, what? I'm, I'm getting these mixed up, aren't I? Yeah, you're thinking G-H-B? of HGH, G- oh, GHB, the the date, the date rape. rape drug. Oh. When Nick Nolte was pulled over for drunk driving, the famous picture of him, the Hawaiian shirt, the mug shot, yeah. he had a ton of GHB in his system, and they were like, in some interview, they were like, "Hey, Nick Nolte, you know." GHB is the fucking date rape drug. And his response was, I think that's a little bit of a misnomer because I've been on it several times and no one's ever tried to rape me. <laughs> Nick Nolte, star of 48 hours. <laughs> no one ever tried to get my cornhole. <laughs> Shockingly, no one ever tried to rape me. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. It's just, it, it's a wonderful drug. I'm sky high. I'm walking around. I'm, exactly. He it, was like, he was, it just gets you really fucking stoned. And it's not like I didn't put it out there or nothing either. I, I, mean, I mean, frankly, you try staying on the set of Hotel Rwanda straight. I mean, really. <laughs> I got to wear that goddamn stupid UN sky blue helmet. Pain in the ass. There's all this slaughter. I mean, really, it gets to you. If you read the script beforehand, it really gets to you. I love that Nick Nelty had a real hard time on the set of Hotel Rwanda. (laughs) What an ordeal that was. I mean, it was making the movie, but I really felt like I was there, if you know what I'm saying. I offered Don Cheadle a little bit. He said no. I mean, he's (laughs) he's a really sweet guy. He's a family man, so I understand it, but... I kept on telling him, why not another 48 hours? Let's go on a little adventure. (laughs) Get a little fucked up. I mean, he could probably remember every day of that shoot. I don't remember a lick of it. I have this blue hat somewhere in my house. I th- it, somebody told me it's from the fucking movie. I have never fucking remembered a lick of it. You know, I got a check for $200,000, and I said, what was the this goddamn $200,000 for? And someone said, it's for Hotel Rwanda. And I said, why? I, I wasn't in that picture. And they said, yes, you were, Nick. And I said, no, I'm not. I think I remember that. I Turned remember- out I was. And then I thought I was in Turtle Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but it turns out I wasn't. Turned out that star Jim Carrey. It always goes to Jim Carrey. You know, I almost played the Riddler, too. <laughs> this is him just yelling at an old bartender. The only Batman villain he's ever played is Killer Croc. <laughs> You know, it's the only one. Honestly, I would, I would love to be Nick Nolte's bartender. Just hear all the stories. Yep. Guaranteed great time. It's like the fucking Necronomicon. 
You know, when I tell a story at a bar, it's kind of like reading from the Book of the Dead. What? It's it's inked in blood, bound in human flesh. It's an endless tale of woe and suffering. Couple of great stories about Eddie Murphy, too. Could raise the dead. James Remar and me used to drink all the time, and me. Eddie Murphy wouldn't hang out. He would always be like, he wanted a little bit of smoke. But me and Remar, we tore up the town. <laughs> Man, Nick Nolte and James Remar going out partying. Look out. <laughs> Look, yeah. The trail of dead they leave in their way. <laughs> so this party, the last point I want to make about this party is it features some of the worst extras dancing of all. Like, these are, you know, we love pointing out hilarious extras, there's not one singular hilarious extra. Like in uh, in the first Superman, there's the guy at the Daily Planet that walks by and looks um, like directly at the camera. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best extra flubs of all time. This is like 20 people doing weird slow mo shitty dancing, yeah. and everyone's got the same like dumb smile on their <laughs> face. They look like badly drawn cartoon, like the background of a shit G.I. Joe episode. And it's just repeating the, the background's <laughs> just in a cycle. So we get the first uh, competition of this thing, and this is something I've, I've never seen. And I guess it must be real. I mean, I, I always watch the Winter Olympics. Yeah. I love watching skiing. I've never seen the first event that they have here, which is like dance. ski dancing, the twirling. Yeah, there's a lot of twirling. It's all it's all choreographed dance moves. Never have I seen this. And listen, what a waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> like, maybe that's what they figured out, and they were like, "Yeah, we yeah, don't, I mean, don't really." It's need a good that. ten minutes this this sequence. So, do you think that they cut it from the Olympics? And I like like back, you know, way back when, you know, like Lake Placid had ski dancing in the eighty Olympics. I, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of doubt it. I feel like this is probably <laughs> like was some asshole. Well, ski, ski, you know, ski resort type of maybe thing, when and the not the Greece is not going to recognize this. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't think Greece recognizes any of because I, I imagine that all Olympic events are planned at the Acropolis. That's where that is where go. the original. You know, so when they wanted to get like snowmobiling approved, mm-hmm. like they had to go to the top of the Acropolis and like pray to Zeus to make sure it would get approved and everything. Yes. Well, that's why I think huh. all the skiers hate all the snowboarders because the snowboarder, snowboarders, because they had to make room for all the snowboarding events, Yeah, they, they got kept... rid of all the ski dancing. Oh, shit, maybe. <laughs> Yo, the Olympics used to be so great till fucking Sean White and all his friends came in, fucked it up, took away ski dancing. Go fuck your half pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally possible. I mean, I've never seen this, but it must have been a thing because these people are phenomenal at yeah. it. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but they're great at doing it. Yeah, I mean, there's a little. I mean, there's there there's some grace to it. I mean, I I couldn't watch it for more than two minutes, but. And who do we meet on the slopes that day but Rudolph himself? Rudy. Oh, my God. I hear my favorite line in the movie. Is, you, wait, you're, you're pointing I, at me right well, now. Well, because I figured that we'd have the same favorite line on this one. <laughs> okay. You know what I had for breakfast? <laughs> I had sunny side up. I had sunny side down. I had sunny side all the way. Oh, man. Great li- it's a great line, but... 
my favorite thing is that he gets he starts getting aroused by the thought of what he did halfway through talking yeah. about this. He did not think that he would he would accidentally give himself an erection while taunting <laughs> these ragtag group of skiers. Because he's the titular hot dog. <laughs> Cause he Fucking get, finally. Because <laughs> he gets the sunny side up, sun upside down, and then all of a sudden he's like, it's sunny all the way around. Oh, and look what I've done to myself. Oh, I better get back to the clubhouse immediately. Or behind this big pine tree will have to do. That's why I wear three pairs of snow pants. <laughs> you can't see my awkward snow pants boner through three layers of snow pants. <laughs> three layers of snow pants. Holy fuck. Talk about swamp ass. <laughs> This is all the scene also starts with David Naughton being dragged on like a sled in like this one of the I think I don't know if it's like squirrel or whomever is like dragging him behind. He's laying on a sled covered up in blankets and he's like, oh, I twisted my ankle. And they're like, oh, shit, man, are you not going to be able to hit the slopes today or what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Think I might. Have a beer! And he, like, throws this quilt off of him, and he's got, like, six 12-packs of beer on this sled. And they just start drinking at the top of this mountain, and I'm like, God damn it, you guys are just the king of the hill. They're tapping the Rockies. (laughs) Coors, not a sponsor of We Hate Movies. Well, that's what, I mean, halfway through this movie, after after this one, like, because we're introduced to uh, David Naughton while he's drinking little things of vodka. Oh, yeah, he's got airplane bottles of vodka, like, oh, while they're yeah. waiting online to go up the chair. He's got, like, the fisherman's vest just full of little, like, uh, you know. Fisherman's vest of the airplane bottles. He's got a Mets cap on at all times. Like, honestly, he's the most successfully characterized person in this movie. But, like, after this, I'm like... I kind of want like his AA sponsor to be calling him or something like oh, he's fuck Morty's calling me. Yeah, he's been off the grid for a while, and David wants to you know David wants to cut loose, but Morty's like, man, you got to take responsibilities. Remember the car crash? <laughs> no, I think the issue was his sponsor was Nick Nolte. Uh, oh God damn it, David Naughton! Now I got to go to the top of this goddamn ski resort. You know I hate the winter weathers. I never go out during the winter weathers. Um, Nick, I'm uh. I'm feeling a little uh, tempted out here with uh, all my fellow athletes. Uh, ah, take a nap. That's what I do. But, take I mean, a goddamn nap. But all the pain and all the exhaustion, and it's just a party atmosphere, Nick. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Why don't you get a job? How about that? Get a goddamn job. That's what I did. You, you know guys what? in the Navy too. You know what? Fuck it. The bottle's better than this. <laughs> he's, just, he's sidled with such a terrible sponsor. He figures crippling alcoholism is less frustrating. If you have to talk to Dick Nolte at midnight, I'm pretty sure I would <laughs> turn to the bottle pretty quickly. This better be good. I was sleeping. God damn it. What I love about Dick Nolte is you know he's the guy who answers the phone any given day, any given time as goddamn. <laughs> Ah, oh, goddamn. What, goddammit? Just about to go take a shit. <laughs> Call on the fucking phone. He's also someone who would totally stay on the phone with you while taking a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's probably, I mean, like, after another 48 hours, he probably bought himself a toilet telephone. <laughs> like, I, like the hotels now. Figured I might as well own a toilet telephone. I just made a fucking turd. Let's start me and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> another 48 hours i always said if i did a goddamn sequel i'd buy myself a goddamn toilet phone my great-grandmother had a phone in the bathroom 
Man, another 48 Hours is a bad movie. <laughs> 48 Hours is a good movie. Yeah, it's a fine. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. Good. The first one's Walter Hill. What's the second one? Like fucking James Mangold or something? I think no, James It's not Mangold. James Mangold, but like it's movie. another, you know, mediocre it's, uh, director. It's Dr. Mangala. Ah, I see. <laughs> the, the Nazi war criminal. Yeah, I mean, he has oh, a lot like of to visual do some nuance. experiments with this sequel. <laughs> You guys uh, hear me when I said my great grandmother had a toilet in the ba- I a, a, a telephone in the bathroom. Did she have? Did she talk to you on the toilet? I I don't think I ever spoke to her on the phone ever. Uh, I don't know. Wow, it, went to, it <laughs> didn't go to use then, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I, I always picked it up while I was in there to make sure it worked. It's in case Nana needed the toilet phone. Well, that was the thing. Make was... sure Jason Voorhees didn't cut the phone lines. <laughs> it was a little old Irish lady living alone, you know. Come on. Well, the problem was with whenever I was in a hotel <laughs> with the bathroom telephone. What fucking hotels are you saying? <laughs> okay, there's okay. a bunch of hotels in the like 90s and like early 2000s. And like there was just a telephone. Yeah, and in... what problem could you possibly have? Because I always thought I should have been calling somebody. I'm like, it's right there. They obviously want me to use it. I'm just, I, and I was like, I would go through my head. I'm like, is there anybody like my uncle? No. no. <laughs> Could you dial out or was it like strictly emergencies only? Like oh, no, it, it was a phone. It was you just pick it up. Phone. It goes right to 911. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, what I'm saying. Or room would, service. Because listen, man, Look. they're not cleaning that phone a lot, dude. <laughs> like a lot of people are touching that shit. And you know, everyone's shit. just picking, yeah. it, picking it up out of curiosity. But guaranteed, if I see one today as a 30-year-old man, I'm ordering either A, pizza, or B, Chinese food from the toilet. I guess I could do that with a cell phone. That's the thing. (laughs) Cell phones ruin the whole fucking thing. I could take a a cell phone in the bathroom all the time, literally every day. It's just with me. Yeah. Yeah. Wall-mounted toilet telephone. Those were the days. So So we were uh, talking about chairlifts, and I I think we should get into squirrels... Oh, let's let's hop right to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Squirrel uh, is going into the chairlift, like him and his buddies, Naughton, the whole gang. Yeah. They're going up there. They do like a rock paper scissors or something. See who gets to go, because no one they can't all fit. Yeah. Who gets to chair. cram in? And it's yeah. like a, it's kind of like a tram. It's not you know it's like an enclosed thing. And uh, so Squirrel loses. He's bummed. He goes into the next one that's empty. A you know a gorgeous young lady gets in. Yeah, well, you see a lot of those on the ski slopes. A ski bunny, Apparently. ski bunnies, man. Yeah, talk about fresh powder. So then, <laughs> I, think that's so, a, I think that's a Craigslist joke. <laughs> um, it's you know it's a dated reference. It, you know, it, it sort of like Nick Nolte jokes. <laughs> well, he's coming back around. Half our audience doesn't know who he is. Nick Nolte. Folks, without IMDBing, write into wheelhatemovies at gmail.com right now if you don't know who Nick Nolte is. Yeah, and if you do, do not write in. No. We will have too many emails. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know most of you know who Nick Nolte is, but if you seriously don't, I'm sorry you didn't get the last 15 minutes of joke telling we just did. And you're about to get informed. <laughs> Seriously, look up Nick Nelty, though, after you write in and tell us you don't know who he is. So the ski bunny oh, right. has eyes for Squirrel. Yeah. And, and Squirrel's this, too dumb. Squirrel's disgusting, too, because his gag, on top of being stupid and having a bowl cut, is he's obsessed with putting sunblock on. Mm-hmm. I never well, got this. Well, well, because you can, as you, I learned once, horrendously, 
you can still get sunburns when it's cold I mean, outside. I mean, I know, but that. you get a lot of like wind burn when you're yeah. on the slopes and, and Chris, stuff. Let me fill you this, fill fill you in on a little something here. Okay, educate me. All right, squirrel is blonde. Sure, I'm blonde. Sure. Uh, yeah, we catch on fire. <laughs> It is the war you need. Yeah, sunblock, of course. But like, like, I didn't a, like a vampire at high noon, mm-hmm. he's going up. But like, what I didn't understand was how it was a gag because it is his gag. Well, like, because it, it the gag is the amount of sunblock this idiot keeps putting on his face is growing until we're in this gondola and he is just. Bukakiing himself with fucking sunblock, <laughs> and it's also just an excuse for him not to look at the girl, so then the girl can like basically jump him. Yeah, like this girl has to go over and start unbuttoning his shirt to be like, "Hey, moron, we got fifteen minutes until we get to the top. Let's fucking figure it out already." Yeah, but like, so, how am I supposed to give a shit about this guy getting laid? I don't well, care. No, hand, you don't. Her Nobody hand goes gives a down shit. there. Her hand goes down there. Yeah. Then her, you know, the rest of her, and. Yeah, she starts blowing him on yeah. this gondola. Which is, you know, we're entering the realm of sci-fi and fantasy now. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oral sex on a fucking gondola? <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yes, because you know what? You need a hollow deck to replicate that shit. Because if, if it's happened to you, please write in. Because I'll Q. tell you what, it happened to no one listening to this. Q just shows up and is like, squirrel. You have a new game to play with me. <laughs> so look at poor Squirrel. Humanity is such a disgusting race of creatures. Well, Going down on themselves in a public gondola. Are you watching this, you scumbag? Are you the watching chairlift? Are you watching this, Picard? Do you see what you've become? So, by the way, all his friends are watching and <laughs> cheering him on from the next car up. That's the thing that's crazy about it. It's like, yeah, there's no one else in their car, but the other car that's above them and has a bird's eye view on this action is like seven <laughs> feet away. It's Squirrel weird. don't care. Squirrel don't care. Squirrel <laughs> likes to be watched. <laughs> that happened to me one time. I got blown in a goddamn gondola. No, you Shooting didn't. another fucking 48 hours. You know, a lot of bad shit happened to me on that movie. You know, on the set of Affliction. <laughs> oh, come on. Sissy Spacek asked to watch me with a local lady. Oh, man. She just smoked a cigarette in the corner. I feel like the set of Affliction was a very serious professional set. No one's fucking anybody. Yeah, when the cameras were rolling. Fucking Nick Nolte, Paul Schrader, and James Coburn were, like, in earshot of one another. That was not a fucking not, you know. Yeah, party. It was party time. Yeah, everybody was doing it. So we're get, we're going the gondola, by the way, because the next thing they do, this is the ski jump competition. So they got to get up real high on, on the mountain and whatnot. Yeah. And there's there's some awesome ski stuff going on here. Uh, and then it's weird because I feel like back to school may have kind of lifted a little bit from this movie. Because the whole thing is like they have this guy who's asking them like, oh, what kind of jump are you going to do and whatever. And when triple Lindy, well, he does a twist. He calls it the twist and triple. Mm. And the guy is like, I've never heard it. What's that jump? And he's like, it's my signature jump. And he's like, well, I can't let you do it if I don't know what it is. And the guys like uh, Harkin is just like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So you can't stop me, man. I'm the king of this mountain, you know. But so he does like a, a very mysterious 
triple related thing. I feel like the triple Lindy. I mean, because Back to School is like eighty six, something like that. But in Back to School, they do much better of like very early on, like the swimming coach they is like set it uh, up. Yeah. You're exactly right. Where he's just like, this is, I saw this guy do it once. It was fucking incredible. I've never seen anybody else be able to do it. I wonder what the fuck is going to happen at the end of this movie. Yeah. And that's fine, though, because that's how you tell a story. Like, yeah, yeah, this is not telling a story. I mean, if if he had he had rolled into town and they were like, that's Harkin, whoever. He's the dude that did the triple twist or or, whatever it is. I think the word triple was pretty big back then, right? Because it was like an extreme thing, you know? Because doubles doesn't sound very That sounds like what your stupid dad used to ski like. (laughs) Your dad's doing all double dumb shit. Yeah, stupid dog shit triple lindy twist and triple triple sow cow and ice skating oh man that sounds extreme with a capital x you want to talk about extreme extreme eating extreme triple cheeseburger aspen extreme man uh that last time we were all hanging out with that time we went to wendy's and i got that triple uh the triple whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh. And they were like, well, this guy's a fat pig. He won't care if we add a fourth burger <laughs> onto this. And I was what? like, fucking fuck you, Wendy's. <laughs> like, well, I, mean, is, I mean, I'm going to eat it. But I mean, what is the rationale? It's like, well, oh, man, this burger's sold. We're going to have to throw it away. Man, just give it to that guy. <laughs> just toss it. He won't know the difference. That fat pig won't know the difference. Just put it. He's already got three fucking cheeseburgers in there. A fourth won't do any, any more fucking damage. So did you send it back? No, I ate the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I didn't notice until we got home. <laughs> what? It's not going to drive oh, back okay. to Wendy's. I thought you ate it and then noticed when you got home. <laughs> oh, oh, and then got, know, got I just walked your... in the door. I feel like I accidentally <laughs> ate four cheeseburgers. And then you're calling up Wendy's from your bathroom phone <laughs> oh, to complain. If there was any time that deserved a phone in the bathroom, <laughs> it's when you eat four fucking Wendy's. Oh, you couldn't just give me more pickles. Oh. Oh, God damn it! I just accidentally ate four fucking cheeseburgers. I asked for a triple. You fucking threw out a fourth one. You're not doing anybody any goddamn favors. And you didn't give me my fucking Frosty. <laughs> oh, just throw Mercy it. me. But yeah, triple's very extreme. You know, that makes me think of David Hasselhoff. I bet he's used some uh, toilet phones. <laughs> Remember that footage? What? Remember that footage a couple years ago of David Hasselhoff on the on a bathroom floor eating a cheeseburger off the oh ground? Oh God! Yeah. Oh yeah, drunk as shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a low point in the Hoffs. Uh, you know what I realized? We career. Could, we could do like a paparazzo podcast. <laughs> what? Just like making fun of TMZ news? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that happening. I have no problem making fun of making fun of celebrity news. The problem is, like, then we're doing a show where we have to say things like Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah, we better not. Kim Ye. Excuse me. You have to say Kim Ye. Uh, pardon? Now you say Kim. Oh, wait, Ye? like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. The, the kids call him Kim Ye. It's like Station. They came together. <laughs> If I could picture what happens when two people fuck each other, it's exactly like Station when it's Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. Station from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. What other station is he talking about? I'm trying to fill in the people at home who who, who are thinking of maybe a train station, a bus station. No, 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 no. The alien race. That hangs out with Einstein that like merges together to become from two dumb shits to one big dumb <laughs> to a shit. big station. Aren't they I mean, also they're geniuses? Like, but yes. they're, uh, they're, aren't they given to Bill and Ted by God? Because they go to God. Yeah, right? God gives them and then the God's ugly. Like, 
God's like, here's the thing that you can use to help fight two evil robot versions of yourselves. These two nude trolls. That movie's fucking terrible. It, yeah, it's 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 uh, pretty outrageous. It's it's, it's no good. <laughs> it's no good. Now, where were we in this hot picture? Dog. Hot dog the no, movie. Hot do- we're talking about hot dog the movie. There we go. We, we just did the ski jump. Oh, and we're t- man triple extreme triple. <laughs> yeah. Right. Went down the rabbit hole. One. Well, okay, so he does it. I mean, that's that's the thing. We made a bigger deal out of this dude doing this trick than the movie does. Yeah. Because he just does it. It's flawless. And then he gets like the whole thing is they keep claiming that he's getting the shaft because uh, Harkin's like doing all these flawless moves and, and routines and everything. Yeah, they're pretty bodacious. Oh, dude, tubular bodacious moves. He's radical. Got. Yeah. And they're all, there's a little bit of radical moves. Oh, in yeah. Too. Yeah, I would definitely say there is. Uh, <laughs> Try to think of another one, but that, that was it. Gnarly. Oh, damn it. Yeah, gnarly. Yeah, they're all little, of those things. Yeah, it's a little gnarly, too. They're all of those things. And the, the whole thing is that he keeps saying, like, he's getting the shaft because, like, the judges are giving uh, uh, Rudolph, Maybe. like, perfect scores mostly here and there. And he keeps getting the shaft, getting, like, just a little bit lower than him every right. time. So he pulls off this crazy move that no one's ever seen before. And then, sure as shit, he gets a low move and they start freaking out. But, like, all of this comes to nothing. It's not revealed that the judges are on the take from the Austrian team, which is what you want because you're fucking telling a story. Have something I, I happen. Mean, I mean, that's the. I mean, the bigger problem with this whole movie is that just, like, the conflict is so, like, lax and, like... Yeah. There's nothing to really drive any of this, like other than I guess the cleavage, yeah, I mean, and the general boobage. I think really at the end of the day, this is more of a movie about sexual conquest. Yeah, <laughs> even I mean, sexual though. misconduct, I believe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, this movie is well, no. about felonies. <laughs> yes, I was, yes. Also, yes. though, it's kind of not because the back half of this movie, all of the sexcapades goes away it's basically like after shannon tweed's big party that's kind of it it's to true. the point where like there's there's one scene where harkin and 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 sunny kind of have a falling out she's like i'm getting out of here because you fuck shannon tweed and right. he's like oh yeah well you fuck the austrian ski team or whatever happened. Really? and you told me i was a free agent right before i did it so they have like this tiny falling out and she's like i'm going to san diego or san francisco wherever she's going i'm getting out of here but then all she does is drive to like a ski store, buys a bunch of skis, and then comes back and tries to learn how to ski. Was Shannon Tweed like kind like, of making fun of her? Fun of her. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. And then by the time we get to the ski jump, which is the last competition in the movie, it's the ski dancing. There's a scene where they, they do a mogul race where that's the one where you're skiing over all the bumps yeah. and everything. Um, and then they do the, the ski jump, and then the Austrians wind up winning. But in that time, at some point, Penny penny uh sunny just comes back to him and is rooting for him and they're totally fine and i was like where's the is there a deleted scene that you you like accidentally deleted where like (laughs) oops yeah there's there's some reconciliation a a plot turn maybe maybe like one of the austrians gets fresh with her and then like harkin comes out of nowhere and punches him out or anything because maybe maybe nick nolte plays the small town sheriff that has to come up and sort things out. You know, I heard there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of really questionable stuff happening on these ski slopes. I, you know, I can't be everywhere at once. God damn it! Can we tone it down, please. What the fuck is that crap doing in this bar? 
Oh, yeah. Nick, uh, it, it, Sheriff Nolte, he's actually Austin. What is that crap doing in this bar? <laughs> Sheriff Nolte and Nick Nolte and Sheriff Nolte in Hot Dog the Movie? <laughs> Uh, let me make this clear for you, you kraut. Dine up up here in bitter. <laughs> I'm going to need to see some identification right the fuck now. The only fucking phrase I had to learn how to say in the war. I was there. <laughs> behind enemy lines. No, it's not Bratwurst the movie. It's Hot Dog the movie. Do you think this was released in Germany as Bratwurst der Film? <laughs> Der Filmspiel. Winston Churchill brought me up to talk to that Rudolph Hess once he fought, once he crashed that plane into England, and I, I I took him apart. I took the fucking hinges off him and put him back together, and then with that intelligence, I went into Nazi Germany. Yeah, and then I uh, yeah I won the war. <laughs> Nick Nolte single handedly <laughs> taking down the Nazi regime. Yeah, once I got to Berlin with that Hess knowledge, I fucking running the show. One. One brutal interrogation at a time. <laughs> oh, God. I apologize. I'm sure I did a terrible job. This is the fucking <laughs> movie voice. I want to be watching over Hot Dog the movie. I want to be watching <laughs> Nick Nolte Nazi interrogator. <laughs> fucking put that shit in the fucking Criterion collection. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think I'm tough. Here comes the mayor, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they always said that that Joseph Goebbels poisoned his children with that cyanide capsule, but the truth of the matter is, is I fucking strangled his children in their beds. <laughs> one by one, I took those kids out <laughs> just to get a little bit closer to them. <laughs> their Fuhrer. See that bag? <laughs> See the bag in my corner? Full of Aryan scalps. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> Laying out Nazis with a baseball. Some bat. of them are adults. <laughs> oh, man. So, so the Austrians win the ski competition <laughs> flat out. And everybody is mildly upset about it. <laughs> they retaliate by throwing snowballs at the judges. <laughs> I was like, the fucking wind is coming out of the sails of this movie, yeah, let me I, tell you. It's a jovial, jokey thing. It's not like, we're pissed off and throwing snowballs yeah, at you. you are playfully <laughs> saying you disagree with their opinion. It, it's, it's, it's so stupid. So then they challenge the, uh, the uh, crowds to a, a little <laughs> game of uh, Chinese downhill. Again... There's no reason why we are making this a thing named after Asian people in any way. They're like, why is it Chinese downhill? And they're like, oh, you'll see. But the whole thing is just both teams ski down the mountain and there's no rules to anything. You can like yeah. fuck with people, push yeah. people over, hit people with your poles, whatever. And I, I guess like, if you survive, you win. But yeah, it's, like it's whoever whoever's first to cross the finish line. Unscathed. The yeah. whole yeah, the whole thing is they say like, okay, uh, Rudolph, you know, you may have won the trophy, but now the trophy is on the line. Whoever gets across the finish line and grabs the trophy first gets to take it home. But again, why is this fucking Chinese downhill? I don't understand what that means. Well, Kamikaze right, rightfully says, "What the fuck is Chinese downhill?" <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> um yeah i mean it's i mean it's, it's just, so stupid yeah it's stupid and uh uh guess who wins um crap nick nolte <laughs> yes i got your goddamn trophy now get the fuck out of here you know how late it is turn <laughs> that music down doesn't harken win now it's like the ending harken with that's that's what i hate about this movie is harken goes across the finish line grabs it they lift him up and it's freeze, freeze frame. frame. I mean, to this movie's credit, amazing music playing the entire time. Don't get me wrong. Amazing 80s music oh playing my the God. entire Unbelievable. time. Unbelievable. Punched in the face by the 1980s. Sonic Assault 1980s. Speaking of assault, one nice moment here is, <laughs> is Rudy throws snow in Sonny's face. Oh, I just, I just love the, you know, the notion of making sweet, sweet love. To a woman. I don't think Rudy does anything sweet, sweet. <laughs> no. Make I his... think it's punch, punch, love. Well, because we were saying well, it's, it's possible that it was a fucking sauna well, gangbang. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, we don't know for sure. <laughs> That's true. We don't. It is until proven guilty. He he only says that he had sex with her. Sunny up, sunny down, sunny every way around so town we or know whatever that was. At least several positions <laughs> were, were utilized. Yes. Yeah. I have a book that I always keep on me. But like. For inspiration. I you mean, get that fucking Kama Sutra out here, you goddamn crap! <laughs> oh, you, you like to have sex, huh? Oh, never get that Kama Sutra. Now, I'm going to make you replicate every single move in this book until your fucking head's spinning. Then you're going to smoke this whole fucking case of cigarettes. <laughs> and then we'll see if you really want to have sex with these girls. Then oh, you want to you drink a beer? Well, you drink a whole fucking case of beer right in front of me! Man, he's the best cop ever, <laughs> slash, <laughs> slash Nazi hunter. <laughs> But that's, I mean, it's the end of the movie. They lift him up. There's not even, like, a celebratory kiss between Harkin and Sonny. There's nothing. She's in the fucking background. Everybody else, like, crowds around him and lifts him up, and it's freeze-frame amazing music. End of movie. You have to do better than that, Hot Dog the Movie. I know you could have been better. Yeah. I know you could have been better. You know why? Because I've seen a hundred other fucking 80s ski comedies. Well, let's think. A 96-minute movie, as this is should be tight this you could have excised so much out of this movie how about the fucking motel tour at the beginning why don't we cut that down a little bit take that first motel right out of there why doesn't he just fucking meet her at the goddamn village yeah it just right yeah why is it why is this whole fuck why is it a road tale squaw valley (laughs) sounds pretty cool she could be hanging out smoking reefer in the town she should be she should be a local to Squaw Valley. Yes. The, why Why even have... That's the thing. is like, why have her be this tragic teen runaway when you literally never do anything with it? Exactly. <laughs> Make her a Squaw Valley bartender or something. You know, just like uh, the mm-hmm. chick in Aspen Extreme is the radio DJ. Make her work in the town. And, oh, she hates skiing. She refuses to date skiers. I mean, it's just like Aspen Extreme, mm-hmm. but you're coming out fucking... Six years before Aspen Extreme, you do whatever you want. I'll do you one better. Why isn't she the really good female skier that nobody fucking respects? Yes. Why not have something like that? How well, she, that's she because, has talent. That's because it's a 1980s boob I comedy. And I mean, yeah. come on. I, who, I mean, I may be dreaming the impossible dream. But here. I mean, you're right. That would also make for an infinitely more interesting story. 
you know, if just, she won the fucking Chinese down. Because that's that's a good thing, though, right? Yeah. Because she's trying to learn how to ski, and Shannon Tweed makes fun of her for being shitty and falls on you know, she falls on the bunny slope or whatever. Yeah. So have her win the fucking Chinese downhill. Win. Yeah, she should win. She should definitely be more involved. All right, let's go back in time thirty years and fix this fucking movie. <laughs> so it's not just all blowjobs and skiing. <laughs> that, by the way, that's also how uh, elderly. Uh, Nick Nolte got to Nazi Germany was time travel. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It wasn't. It wasn't 1992. People Magazine's sexiest man alive, Nick Nolte. He just because don't forget that happened. Because yeah, yeah. So he was in his hotel bathroom on the phone, and then he noticed a fall out of his wallet, his draft card from 1941. <laughs> oh God damn it! Gotta go back and set right what what's went wrong. <laughs> He started reading his compositional notebook, and there he went. Cal! Cal, you gotta take me to fucking Nazi Germany. We gotta fit right what what went wrong. Cal! Cal, goddammit! I'll get that Eichmann, I swear to God! Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking goddamn you, Hot Dog the Movie. Would anybody recommend Hot Dog the Movie? Yes. uh, Light recommend. I said that a little extreme, but it's not a triple. It's not a triple recommend. No, but the music is fantastic. You could look up the songs on YouTube. Some people have uploaded uh, full songs. There's people who have found like the thing you sent me today yeah. was a dude who found a 45 of like a Japanese release of this fucking song from this movie because that's all it ever really existed on because this was not like a big commercially released song it was only in this movie no I mean yeah. we're not talking about like popular like the Valley Girl soundtrack yeah. like this is like this is Cliff Mangus I think Smang yeah yeah Magnus, you know you've yeah. never heard of him Magnuson maybe May- yeah May- Mayhew no Magnus somebody fucking say Mangle <laughs> no nobody said Mangle time traveling Nick Nolte Chris uh, Cabin, would you recommend this movie? A uh, huge recommend on the music uh, movie. No, uh, I, it's 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 too lax. Um, it needs something more, a little more substantial, just to keep me interested. I was like, I paused it about forty five minutes in, and I was shocked. I had another forty minutes to go. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I would not recommend this movie either. I would totally recommend you look up those goddamn songs as, on YouTube as soon as you turn this podcast. Yeah, off. you know, we, we'll we'll like we'll tweet it out. We'll put it on the uh, Facebook to facebook.com slash we hate movies. If you haven't liked it, like it. Yeah, like that page. We put some stuff on there. Yeah, uh, we didn't say lot. that enough. Hey, like that page. And it's a thriving community. There's like two thousand people there talking about episodes. So yeah, it's great. Join and, in. And speaking of music, you know what? I made fun of that Mitch Ryder cover. It's not the worst cover of when you were mine I've ever heard. <laughs> and there's a couple. <laughs> Prince one obviously is much better because it's Prince, but like Well, obviously. But like Mitch Ryder does does an okay job there. Chris Cabin says you could do worse than Mitch Ryder. Yep. Always. Ooh. <laughs> nice pull quote. <laughs> That's Hot Dog the Movie from 1984, directed by our good friend Peter Markle. Uh, reminder, it's our Memorial Day hot dogs and hamburgers double feature. <laughs> now, yeah. Let me ask you, Andrew. Yes. Is there a hamburger in hamburger in the motion picture? There is oh, a yeah. fuck ton of hamburgers. Well, there you go. See, yeah, it's now- the exact. It's literally about a hamburger university. Yeah, it's like McDonald's College. You know? Oh, fantastic. Which yeah. is a real thing that McDonald's has. Yeah. That, it's based off of... Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a thing. It's not uh, Clown College? <laughs> I uh, mean... Fantasy? Well, no, I'm saying... No, no, I know. It's Ronald. 
Oh, oh, I see. What we you're should doing. make a comedy where people are training to be Ronald McDonald. We can get some of that Mickey D's money. What is it, Mac and me? And creating <laughs> nightmares, by the way. Like <laughs> It's Ronald yeah. and me. If it's, a, if it's a movie where you're you're following people that are becoming Ronald McDonald, yes. the movie has to be called Nightmare Factory. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more information about the show, check out our website whmpodcast.com and I can't stress this enough. We've been getting a lot of new listeners writing in saying hey man why does itunes only go uh, start at episode 100 uh the rest of the back catalog is available for you guys to catch up on go to whmpodcast.com click on the episodes tab streaming or direct download are direct links to all the mp3s from those back catalog episodes a lot of hours of free comedy there for you to catch up on because you know we might be making some inside jokes like talking about fucking uh a psychomania Psychomania, aspen extreme they're there perfect complementary pieces to this fine episode of hot dog you have (laughs) and aspen extreme and psychomania aka the death wheelers infinitely better films than hot dog the movie oh yeah both of them easily like our facebook page follow us on twitter we are at whm podcast what were you gonna say i was gonna maybe knock aspen extreme down a little notch i mean it's not i think i'd rather watch hot dog but go on I don't remember if I recommended that or not. So I think it was light recommends all around, if I recall. Mm, okay, yeah. Maybe I'll go back and do We some could more. have Nick Nolte go back in time and beat I mean, this, this one shit out I of mean, me. this movie doesn't have any Terry Polo, so I don't know. <laughs> There's no Terry Polo as a small-town radio DJ. Yeah. God damn, I want that job. <laughs> right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. If you subscribe to this show in iTunes or if you get us on Stitcher or however you subscribe to the show, if there is a way for you to rate the show, review the show, please do so. We would greatly appreciate it. It increases the profile of We Hate Movies, and our mission is spreading the word about WHM all over the country, all over the world. So do what you can. Do your part. Tell your friends. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, also, tune into our sister show, Blame It on Outer Space, hosted by Eric Siska. Blame It on Outer Space.com, at Blame Space Bud on Twitter, and Facebook.com slash Blame on Outer Space, taking down conspiracy theories in a comedic fashion. What uh, what's going on over at Blame It on Outer Space these days? Uh, well, this is actually really exciting. We we actually found two people from actually, this town called Derry, Maine. Who oh, get out of here? Yeah, no, serious. Yeah, who? who uh, who were abducted by aliens. Stop. This is the first time we've actually sat down face-to-face with people who have claimed to be abducted. So this, it's, it's very fascinating. Did the, you got these people to come in, or did they Skype they, in? Or what? No, no, they, they, they came in. Um, <laughs> oh, man. They were in town on, you know, just tune in. You'll have to hear about it. You know, so, it's a whole other set of circumstances. It's a whole other bag of worms over at Blame mm-hmm. on Outer Space. So a lot more laughs over there. Subscribe in iTunes and Stitcher. They're over there. And rate and review that show as well. No hint for this week. We already told you. Hot dogs, then hamburgers. Hamburger, the motion picture. Directed Which, by the writer of Hot Dog, the movie. By the way, you know, if you're curious, oh, I, should I watch the movie before? You know, it's a recommend. Okay? Oh. Hamburger, we put over <laughs> hot dog. Just as you should this Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Hamburgers are better than hot dogs. I like a hot dog, too, but, I mean, a hamburger's is better, right? I know what I'm doing tonight watching that hamburger. Oh, man. Get ready. It's fucking crazy. Total recommend. Dude, here's here's a little teaser for Chris Cavan, who has not seen Hamburger, the motion picture. And for all of you listening at home, Dick Butkus playing a hamburger professor. Sure. So until next week with Hamburger, the motion picture, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cavan. Take it easy. Thank you.
Vater, der Vater ist ein Chinese down here. 